Hey, this is Chicken. Thanks for listening to Moto X Pod. I'm Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. We are Moto X Pod Show, episode 148, brought to you by our title sponsor, Torque One Racing. St. Louis has come and gone, and Factory Honda's Ken Roxon has got himself a win. It's been a long time, and uh, I'm sure everybody else out there is excited as I was for the guy. Very emotional watching his wife and the team uh, in such joy afterwards. Has to be a relief, a monkey off his back. But uh, now we can get back to, you know, regular regular racing, and that, that's gone. Maybe Kenny will win another one. I'm sure he will. Eli's got to get himself one. Hopefully he'll get things turned around. We're going to talk about St. Louis uh, here in a few moments with Tyler Insanap. Once again, this is episode 148. Of course, I'm dark side. Uh, Phil Gates was supposed to be in studio with me tonight, and he had to stay. His work was running a little long, so he's not going to make it. Uh, but it's going to be a great show. we got Dean Wilson, Tyler Insanap. Daniel Caslew, also known as Mohead, he is the mechanic for Michael Moseman, formerly wrenched with Dean Wilson and many others. We're going to talk to him, and uh, Jacob Hayes is going to come on for a little bit and talk about his last couple races, how he feels so far this season. Uh, so it should be a good show to support us on Patreon. Follow all of our sponsors, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Acherbys, X-Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, Shock Socks, all Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, all on board for 2020, making this show happen. Go to the MotoXPodShow.com, click the sponsor links, let them know that you support the show and you support them. Uh, and don't forget, we've got one more week for the Fly Podium Stand. Um, quite honestly, I already forgot what the hell I said uh, last week. I think it was post something on Instagram. But, uh, you know, if you want to get involved, if you want to win this Fly Podium Stand, Send us an email, motoxpodshow at gmail.com, and just send us a good question, a good question that we can you know, ask on the, or answer on the show next week. So, yeah, do that. We'll get you in the drawing for the Fly Podium Stand. We'll make a, announce a winner next week. And uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Be back Tyler Intonap. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade Tyler Intonap. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. 
Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. For decades, the Cherubis has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, a Cherubis has what you need. Visit acherubisusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian and the crew take care of you. Let them know the Moto Expot Show sent you and learn how to say a Cherubis. A Cherubis brings us the one and only seven deuce trace, Tyler Entenap. What's up, bro? What's up? How you doing, Dark Shine? Doing good, man. Really, really great seeing you last, or I guess a little over a week ago at A1. Um, didn't get a lot of chance to talk to you, but man, I want to just kind of know what's going on with Tyler Internet right now. You're not racing Supercross this year. We've discussed that in the past, but yeah. you are doing stuff with Supercross. So what is your role? My new role is I'm working for Fell Entertainment on the digital marketing team. And then I'm also, so my segments and like my kind of to-do list throughout the day and so the big one is i have track walks and conditions with brock glover presented by dunlop and i do that uh 35 minute track walk and we go you know from the starting gate all the way through the track one entire lap section by section talk to riders talk to track personnel talk to dirt work you know talk to any who's on track walking, get their input. And then we talk about the track. We talk about race results. We talk about past weekend. And, you know, if you guys haven't seen it, you guys should definitely go on to Facebook, Supercross Live Facebook, and check it out. We've already done two so far. We go live on track walk. So you can cool. answer. Yeah, you can ask me any questions. You can ask Brock any questions. And then two, if you guys don't catch it live, we also post it on the Facebook so you can watch it at a later date. So I would definitely check that out. And then also throughout the day, I do Instagram live interviews on Supercross Live with celebrities, um, you know, past champions, um, team managers, riders, uh, media personnel, anybody who has yeah. to do with any Supercross. I talk about um, input as far as like practice, qualifying, who the picks are for tonight, and just kind of hyping up the race. And then also, I'm doing, I'm running the Supercross Live Snapchat. Damn, man, you're busy, bro. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm stacked. How how did this come about? Who how'd they reach out to you? Was it uh, Sean Brennan or somebody else, or how did it work out? Um, so I don't really know exactly how it came okay. about. I've been friends with Shane Doyle, who's been yeah. part of the marketing team for two to three years now, and we did some stuff back. And I want to say September, 
like November-ish, um, the okay. media days in Anaheim, they had some ideas as far as like questions and like a little game show. They wanted me to come in and kind of have a familiar face with the riders to kind of open them up and to get a little bit more personality, more personality out of each one of these guys to kind of have the fans invested a little bit more and mm-hmm. just promote each rider in their own way. And then, and that went really good. And then I was talking to him about something I want to do about in, you know, in season with track box and stuff like that. And nice. A1 was a tester and it went really good. And, you know, I figured out a deal and now I'm going to the rest of them. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. I saw you, uh, you know, on uh, NBC on the gold app when you're watching Supercross, when they're yeah. at commercial break, you don't actually see the commercials. You just see a live camera footage of people walking across the starting line or whatever. And I saw you walk by and I was like, Oh hell yeah. I didn't know at the time I didn't know this was something that was going to be every week that you were going to be there. And that's, that's great, man. I'm proud of yeah. you. I didn't really know it was going to be something every week too. My deal just got done last Wednesday. So oh, okay. I've, been kind of, I've been working on it a long time and yeah. you know, figuring a few things out, but we finally got something, you know, inked in and, uh, Hopefully it's a long-term thing and they bring it back for next year and I can kill it rest of the year. Yeah. And you mentioned Facebook a minute ago. So I recently joined this Facebook group called motocross and supercross Uh fans fight club. Um, I got a guy named James link kind of got me involved and got me hooked up with it. And, um, he actually has a question. Uh, he, they want to know what's in the box. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, so what's in the box Todd? Do we know yet? No. And I can't. It's uh, all Damn. I gotta say. There, there's awesome, awesome, phenomenal reactions to what's the yes. box, and yeah. it's really good content. And you're gonna see us side of each one of these riders that you know <laughs> you've never seen before. There's definitely there. They weren't all I could say is they weren't all good, but there was some very good diamonds in there. So it's yeah. awesome. He James sent me the link and I, I watched it at lunch today. What he sent me and man, there were some guys that were scared. There were some guys that were commenting on uh, uh what's the the Joe Rogan show that he used to do? Uh, God dang fear it! What was that sh- yes, some people mentioned some Fear Factory comment, Fear Factor comments. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I, I like that, man. That yeah, yeah, keep that going. When when will we find out what's in the box? Are we allowed to talk about that? Uh, like what round? No, they're going to show, okay. so there's quite a bit of videos, Okay. Um, and they're going to be dropping, like, periodically through the season, like, yeah. during the week, just to keep the Supercross Live feed kind of going, and you'll get them throughout the week, hopefully here coming in up in the next week. And then okay. also, we also have a few other things in the works as far as, like, you know, holidays and stuff like that, so nice. there's more content coming in. Man, yeah, anybody that has any complaints about the way Supercross is being handled right now needs to chill down between yeah. NBC, the gold app, where you could watch this thing, you know, anytime you want. It's, it's and, and, you know, what you guys are doing, what Feld's doing, uh, the, man, it's just, this is the best time in history for Supercross right now. Like, it's, I, I Ty, you probably don't remember, but you're too young, but, man, when I was a teenager, like you would wait a week or two for the for the race to come on, and it would be like at midnight on ESPN two or whatever. Yeah, and it would be highlights of like the heats, and uh-huh. or maybe it wasn't even the full race. Like it, you have no nobody has any idea how good they have it right now. Yeah, and you're a part of this, and it's badass. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I'm really stoked. I mean, I still remember when I would have to wait for some race, races to watch, you know, next day and stuff like that. Yeah, so, next day. Um, that's that's still, I had to wait like two weeks. You already knew who won. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and too, it's so, it's so tough with social media now. You know, you know, we know instantly on who's the top three. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Dude. if we're not if we're not presenting the race live, it's almost you know non-existent, and the views go way down. I had to actually like just shut my phone off Saturday night because mm-hmm. uh, my chick wanted to go out to dinner. Um, we want I yeah. wanted to go Friday. I wanted to go Friday night. She's like, "Look, I'm busy. You know, she was working late Friday. I want to go Saturday." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, that ain't gonna happen." I'm watching my Niners play, and then <laughs> that that ends just in time for race time. Oh. I'm watching qualifying while my Niners are playing. And she came home and she's like, Hey, can we go to dinner? And of course I'm like, Well, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I had to shut the phone off, shut my text messages off, shut everything off, shut Pulp Fantasy off. Um, and then when we got home we watched it. So yeah, it's yeah, you gotta be careful with that social media. It'll ruin a race for you. Oh yeah. And too, you know we're on top of it all the time. I'm yeah, I'm, you know, I'm dropping a little Snapchat in between <laughs> races, right yeah. and I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. But let's, uh, be, let's go to let's talk about St. Louis a little bit. Um, uh-huh. What, what stood out? What are some highlights for you for St. Louis? Dude, it's got to be Ken Rockton winning his I, first main event in three years, bro. Hell he looked, yeah! He looked like old Kenny. You know, not old Kenny as far as like, I mean, he pure dominated that race for sure. But he looked way more controlled. He looked like he could do it, you know, 30 more times throughout the day. He looked on point for sure. Yeah, I, I mentioned that when I, I did our little intro earlier in the show, uh, that seeing the, the video footage of Courtney, you know, some people are kind of complaining, oh, I don't really want to see the girlfriends or whatever. But oh seeing God, the emotion, dude. seeing the emotion of his wife – and seeing the emotion of Mandy Fontaine, you know, the media late director for yeah. Honda and, and the mechanics and everybody, that, man, that. Dude, I was, I, I was down there on the floor filming yeah. as soon as I got off, as soon as he got off the track. And, dude, I almost wanted to cry with him, dude. <laughs> I've, I've trained right. with him. A lot of people don't know this, but the last couple of years before he went to Nets the full time, the year he got hurt and then the year after he got hurt, he was training up to Castillo. So I got yep. to know Kenny quite a bit and Adam too. And, you know, he's been through hell and back. And then too, getting another arm injury um, in San Diego and, you know, doing that. It's just been a long, long road. And I'm so stoked that he finally got a win and that, you know, shadow is kind of behind him now and he can just look ahead. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I just don't, I feel like seeing those emotions from the family, you know, and still, it's not like we missed the race, you know, we still got no. to see the race, uh-uh. but seeing that to me, that's part of what this sport is. Uh, yeah. It is a tight knit family and it is emotional. Uh, and, and yeah, seeing what Kenny, you know, knowing what Kenny's gone through, I thought it was fantastic. I definitely agree. That's the highlight of the night. A um, couple big things that happened that I, you know, was bummed on was you know Christian Craig crashing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it kind of had some issues. We had Amart that made a mistake, and Moseman and Dylan crashed. Um, those those things are, you know, the, the championship in the two fifty class is short. That really really hurts Dylan's chances. I think. Dude, let's 
let's not talk about the championship quite yet. Let's okay. talk about how good Jet Lawrence rode. Dude. And yes. he was tracking down Fortner until he hit that tough block and bent his brake behind his foot peg. He was yes, he absolutely was. ripping. I was so stoked for him because he was he was kind of struggling throughout practice. He had his practice crash and you know, it seemed like he was getting a little discouraged. He went to the LCQ, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. He didn't have a really good day, but to come out and, you know, put that performance down, even though he got fifth, he rode so good, you know, behind Forkner and stuff like that. And then, you know, also, I think Ferrandis really almost took a huge chunk, you know, away from him having that weird mishap on the starting on the starting line in the beginning of the main event and almost starting a lap down, you know, in the yeah. first two laps. So I don't really know how he's going to recover off of that as far as you just like how you said, it's a really short season on these West Coast guys and East Coast guys, but you got to he's got to start clicking off wins. He's right got to get some starts. I don't or, know what Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what I know. He's been working on starts. You know, they you know, they've talked about that with DV. I, yeah. I almost think that maybe stop working on starts, stop thinking about it because he he's that's what's killing him. He, he can't. Stop yeah, he's having to work on. through traffic, and by that point, uh, you know, Justin and Austin are pretty much gone already. You just you yeah. don't have enough time, and there's too much talent to come from the back and catch up. And too, you know what's gonna mess with? I think you know I'm a Dylan Brandis fan for sure. He's yeah. been riding good, and, you know, Justin Cooper's been riding phenomenal this year. But, you know, you got to think that it's going to mess with him a little bit, you know, having that number one plate, and then you have, you know, Justin coming in as kind of a backup guy to you, but now he's, you know, holding the red number one plate, you know, for two rounds now. We're going into round three, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got to think the focus is a little bit more on Justin now until – Ferrandis gets back in the hunt. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they definitely have to have, I mean, the kid has proven that he can win. Uh, he, he didn't win last year, obviously, but he was super close numerous times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they definitely have to give him some of that focus. I agree. Um, yeah. so we'll see how Ferrandis can handle that as far as yeah. when that focus changes a little bit over into Justin. I know Will Hahn will do a phenomenal job you know, um, managing both those riders, but it's going to be definitely interesting to see. Definitely. Um, let's talk about Tomac for just a second, right? Uh, oh my for the most, for the most part, he dude. was a lot of people's pick again to win the championship, but the guy dude. just is underwhelming right now. What are your thoughts as a professional racer yourself? I, I, I'm a Eli Tomac fan and yeah. I, I honestly don't know if he's a, trying to wait to put the switch if it's a bike <laughs> setup issue if it's you know some personal things that he's going through right now that he's going to iron out um but i would honestly think that round three it i can't believe i'm saying this right now but round three is almost a must win for eli tomac as far as saving his season if he goes if he if we go out of this next round and he's out of the top five again i don't even know what to think well yeah and it's got to be messing with him i mean because clearly yeah. the bike's good like we see what ac did at uh a1 
mm-hmm. we saw what he did in qualifying. His his main event didn't go great, yeah. but uh, I mean, and just to continuously get be getting beat by your rookie teammates got to mess with your yeah. head. Yeah, you know, if AC didn't crash on the last lap on St. Louis, you mm-hmm. know, AC would have finished fourth. So yeah, um, so you know, Eli got given another spot right there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Eli just is, you know, getting needs to get a heat race win to get that fire back, <laughs> yeah. or you know, something that he needs to figure out personally to get that edge back and to get that, you know. Eli Tomac that we know and love back on the track. Yeah, it's he he's kind of got a almost a split personality on the track, you know, mm-hmm. at times uh, uh which again Daniel Blair's talked about that and they they kind of call him Eli and uh shit, I don't even remember what the alter ego name they came up with <laughs> for him is, but there's yeah, it's two different guys and you just never know yeah. which one's going to show up. Um last question before I let you go. Uh, yeah. I've asked a lot of guys about this. The tracks, in my opinion, St. Louis was amazing as mm-hmm. far as multiple rhythms. It sounded like it had fantastic dirt. A yeah. little different. No no triple, but who cares? The racing was badass. And then I liked A1 for an A1 type of race because it was much yeah. different. Um, mm-hmm. Are you missing Are you missing being out there? Do you wish you were out on the, on the tracks ripping those things up? Um, honestly, the – month of December and coming into A1 was probably the hardest month and a half I've had to deal with in the last six months. Just just because I've been, you know, getting ready for A1 for the last, you know, five or six years and that mm-hmm. anxiety and that anxiousness was still there. <laughs> and I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting ready. I wasn't training as hard as I am. You know, I'm still riding here and there, but definitely my focus have changed and it's, and it's really... It's really hard seeing all these guys, but I know what I have I have to do for myself, and that's just stay healthy and just kind of be healthy for a while. I've had a lot. Yeah. Of, I've had a lot of back to back injuries, and yep. that's more than physically. It's weighed on me mentally, so that's why I kind of have to step back, take a little break, and just heal up mentally and just be healthy for a while, so I can get that confidence back of just. Every because I was thinking every single time I was swinging my leg over my dirt bike, I was gonna, you know, it was just a matter of time before I crashed. And I don't want to ride like that. And no, I know I that don't feeling. Race like that and stuff like that. So I gotta, I gotta wait until that heals. And until that heals, then um, I'm just gonna be riding at home and training a little bit, and then figuring out my life after Supercross or after riding. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's you're you're doing things the smart way uh you got a good head on your shoulders and and getting involved with phil like this yeah. uh hopefully that opens some doors for you man because it seems like you're doing a good job yeah and then too i've also been um building some supercross tracks with shane schaefer okay yeah i've done a couple of them with them and i'm actually really liking operating and stuff and getting the hang of it so that's been pretty cool too good for you man yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah. Well, Ty, man, it it was really great seeing you A one. Uh, the next one I'll be at is San Diego, so okay. I'll see I'll see you there. And uh, thanks, man, for having some time for us tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for bringing me on. And then also for everybody listening, um, please check out Facebook Live on SuperCrossLive.com or any of the SuperCross Live um, links as far as Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, YouTube. Um, Instagram already said that, but make sure you guys check that out and uh, yeah. comment or, you know, if you guys want to see more content, we're always listening and 
we'll do the best job we can. Yeah, and you and I were talking off air, so let's put this out there. No hate comms. Dude, <laughs> it is not that hard to yeah. be positive. It's not that hard. If you don't have anything nice to say, you know what your mom used to say, don't say anything at all. That's really, really simple words to live by. Be positive. Show some support, man. Ty's out there busting his butt, doing something cool for us. Give yeah. him some love. Let's do yeah. this thing, man. Ty, thank you, buddy. Hey, thank you. Okay, hey, I'll see you in San Diego, and uh, be, be safe and have a good time this weekend at A2. A I wish I was going to be there. Hell yeah, bro. I'll see you soon. Okay, Later. see ya. Later. Tyler Internet, appreciate him coming on. Okay, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night, and we'll be back with Dino. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks, that's Williams Moto and then W E R X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. All right, brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood Lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Visit bloodlubricants.com for your oil needs today. On the line with us, Dean Wilson. What's up, Dino? Uh, not too much. Just back from, uh, from writing. What are you up to? I just got off my day job, man, and uh, excited to talk a little moto and not not digging ditches anymore. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> I'm actually opposite. I'm usually trying to not talk moto when right. I'm on my day job. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about it with us. I won't keep you too long. Um, no problem. So we're two races in to 2020. Um, you know, a couple thirteenths. Not, you know, not exactly where you'd like to be, but I feel like you're recovering and figuring out where, you know, where you need to be healing up. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, 213 is definitely not anywhere where I want to be. I mean, that result sucks for me, but, um, and, uh, you know, in a sense, um, you know, only about two weeks before the season and not really being 100%. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I just want to keep making improvements keep my picking up my speed and uh my fitness and just everything so that's uh just gonna be i just have to be patient with myself and it's kind of hard because you know it, it's um you just get impatient with with uh the results and but yeah. it will all come you just got to be patient and um keep working hard and and uh you know the old saying trust the process which is actually <laughs> very true in my case sure you know? Yeah, we, we talked to you not too long ago. You, I mean, you're fresh off that injury at Monster Cup, so you knew it was going to be – hell, a lot of us didn't know if you were even going to race, you know, A1, and, and you decided to do it. Um, so I don't think anybody had super high expectations for their first rounds. I mean, as long as you're, like you say, learning and trusting the process, you know, hopefully 
I don't know, two or three more rounds, you'll be up there battling for some top fives. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I kind of said, like, when five or six, I'd like to be back to where I want to be, and that's up front, and at least in the top five. But the class is stacked, and... Um, that's no lie. I mean, it, to, to come underprepared like I am, it's tough. So I want to just, uh, yeah, just, just keep working hard and, um, you know, just keep believing and, and get up there, and, and uh, I believe I can do it. So that's the plan. Right. Uh, talk about the tracks a little bit. A1, um, I visited with you very briefly after the race, was a lot different than a typical A1. And then this week at St. Louis, uh, it, it was a little different. You know, no triple. Uh, it seemed like it had some good passing lines, some different rhythms. I feel like they're doing a pretty damn good job with the tracks. Yeah, it's been not too bad so far. Um, yeah, A1 track was... Uh I don't know. For me, I haven't gotten a chance to enjoy the track. I'm mm. just trying to get through the weekends, you know? So, I think in a few more rounds, I'll get to really enjoy the track and be myself. Like, you you know myself, and I'm feeling good. I like to throw some whips and just yeah. enjoy riding my bike. And I'm not even doing that, you know, because I literally can't even do that right now. So, just trying to uh, get stronger, get my hips stronger, and um, keep doing physical therapy and training and riding and and get back to where I need to be. And what's that like, you know, going into a professional race, you're a competitive guy, all the racers are, but knowing that, you know, hey, I can't do some of these things that I want to do, need to do, uh, does that mess with your head at all? Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit. It's just like going into A1, I was so nervous, so nervous, because I'm, I was so underprepared, and that's no way to go into a race. Yeah. Obviously, with my circumstances, there's nothing I can do about it, but it was just, uh, the, yeah, nerves suck, but it's just, uh, you know, there's a reason I was nervous, because I wasn't confident, um, you know, because I can't really squeeze my bike with my knees that well right now, because my groin, that's why I broke it. You know, I broke my hips in three places, so, right. uh, you know, it, it, it is healing, but it's still weak, so it just, it's a, it takes a, a while for this to, uh, you know, to, to, to heal up, and to feel normal again, you know, so to be at the stage I'm at, I feel like it's really good, you know, even to be in the main event and, you know, um, I wouldn't say I'm super close, but I wouldn't say I'm super far either. So just want to, uh, every weekend I want to make improvement and be in the bat, the battle and in the mix more. And, uh, yeah, want to be definitely, you know, in that top five and get on the podium and, you know, the, the end goal for me is to try and get my, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I, you know, uh, I, every time I see you, I have to mention my buddy Hal because he's such a super fan. And I don't know, like, if his head could actually handle that. You know, if you get a win, when you get a win, the guy may snap. <laughs> yeah, no, Hal's bad. He's been a long-time supporter yeah. of me for those who don't know. And he's been supporting me through all the thick and thin. And um, it's awesome to have fans and, and good people like Hal behind me. For sure. Um, training right now, are, or during the week, are you spending much time on the bike, or are you trying to just kind of relax and be get more prepared for a race day since you're still in recovery? Well, I am. Um, you know, I've been riding three days a week, kind of like a normal schedule, but 
it's been really, really hard because I get my head gets really sore, but mm. it's getting less and less sore, which is good. I mean, it's healing and we're doing good, but it's just, um, yeah, it's this week I've had to turn it down a bit because I got sick on the weekend. So, um, you know, you don't want to burn too much of your energy when you're sick. So. Yeah, a, um, a lot of the field's yeah. been sick the last couple weekends. Yeah, I think I got may have, may have caught nine off of Zach when he got <laughs> sick, but I mean I can't really point any fingers. I don't really know, but uh, right. well, yeah. I think he blamed Cooper, so it's just let's go. We'll, we'll just keep going down the line until somebody takes the blame. Um, so let's St. Louis this weekend. Um, you know, I, I would have to assume that you're, you know, you you like Kenny a little bit. Kenny's uh, got a great personality. He gets his first win. Um, did you get to go visit with him at all after the win and tell him congrats? Yeah, I never seen that. I mean, I was, uh, I mean, I'm doing my own deal. And yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't really see him. I mean, of course, when I see him, I will. But, um, no, it's cool to see him. happy for him. I, I love to see anyone overcome, you know, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, trial. I sure. guess you could say. It doesn't just have to be more across. I think it's cool to see people turn things around and, just never stop believing. I think that's really cool. So I was stoked to see that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a motivation for me as well to try and, you know, you know, win a race as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, Dean, let's talk a little, uh, meaning of life kind of stuff. You've been through your trials and tribulations, ups and downs. Um, you know, what, what is life? What is the meaning of life to you? What do you, what's the future? You know, what do you want out of life? Um, I don't know. I just want to, like, I mean, racing is, is number one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what I want, uh, I just want to try and achieve my goals. And, you know, I, I think, um, a lot of people say, uh, there was just one quote I heard that I actually heard it yesterday, but it's not that, uh, you got to enjoy like the, the process as well. You know, I think people are always trying to, chase the end goal Yes. when you have to enjoy, you know, everything that it takes to get there. And, you know, there's all your whole life's a process, you know? So I just think um, I actually learned that from watching Conor McGregor's coach's interview where he said, you know, you have to enjoy the, the, the process of, of getting to the top, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, he's had to tell Conor McGregor that, you know, like, like drill that into Connor's head because he got to the top and then he kind of was lost for a minute. And I think Connor may have refound himself because, you know, you just have to find that happiness and, and that enjoyment. And that's what keeps you going, you know? Absolutely. I think like the, the quote I remember hearing as a kid is it's the, it's the journey or it's the, tr- it's the journey, not the destination. That's, uh, that's exactly what I think he said. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. That's definitely, it's very difficult sometimes to live by that because as humans, we just naturally want more no matter uh, what you have. You know, I listen to uh, the actor Dax Shepard has a podcast and he's always talking about, you know, when he was a kid, you know, he would just be happy if he ever became an actor and acted anything. But then when he got to be an actor, he wanted to act in major movies, you know, or become a millionaire or whatever. And every time you get to that goal, he was never fulfilled. He always wanted more. And I think that's just natural and it really you have to work at enjoying the process as you were talking about yeah no exactly and um you know it's even like dan bozerian he has 
everything and anything you could ever want. You know, I, I knew Lamborghini wouldn't make him happy. And, you know, I think what makes him happy at the end of the day is just um, exercising and, and having goals and trying to achieve them, you know? I yeah. Think that, you know, that's what true happiness is, is, is uh, achieving things. Yeah, and one of the reasons I brought this whole topic up is, again, something I mentioned to you or talked to you about at the race at A1 was the the way you keep giving back, you find kids and, uh, you know, give back, give them a bike, take them out and do cool stuff and gear. It's it's very clear that you're not a selfish person. You're not self-centered. Uh, you really do want to live life to the fullest and and enjoy things and, and, and other for other people to be able to do that too. Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – I don't know. It's just something I like to do. I done it last year. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just think um, you know. I I I've been in a position when I was younger where people were buying me bikes to help my racing career, and I just wanted to continue that and just help where I can. And I'm in a position that I can help, and you know, I don't really expect anything out of it. I just like to to help people, and you know, I think it's. It feels good inside to do something nice. Absolutely. Well, you're you're obviously a very class human being, and I think anybody that's a Moto fan knows that, and that's why so many people love you. Um, so before I let you go, I've got Mohead coming on uh, here shortly. You got any good Mohead stories? Um. Yeah, I was with Mohead today, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I got his thanks for a minute, but you can ask him about Des Nations washing his bike. I think in in Mountley Basin, I think uh, I don't know what team it was, but he had a it got a bit aggressive in the pressure washer area because it was it was a mud race and everyone was stressing. And I think he uh, it was getting a bit aggressive in the pressure wash, uh, the, the power wash base. So I awesome. think I can't remember what team it was, but you should ask him. Yeah, I'll bring that up. Definitely, I just made a note of it. Well, Dino, man, I'm not going to keep you too long. I, I appreciate you coming on here as always and taking time for us. And um, I just keep can't wait to see you keep improving, man. And uh, hopefully you'll be up there battling with those guys. Uh, as you said, it's a very, very stacked field this year. But you, you deserve uh, all the accomplishments you're going to have coming your way. And we appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. And uh, thanks for having me. All right, Dino. Take care, bud. Thank you. Dean Wilson, always, always very courteous and gracious to give his time to us. Uh, he didn't have a lot of time, so I just want to get a couple things in with him. And uh, we know he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And, man, I, I just – I would love to see that guy get up there and win. It's going to be very difficult uh, with the field being what it is. It's going to be very difficult for damn near anybody uh, other than – you know, there's a couple guys that we all expect to win. Um but you never know, man. Uh, Dean's got all the talent in the world, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll be right back with our next guest. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, Get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside. And as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. 
All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP Authorized Service Center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Torque One Racing is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Johnny and Torque One Racing has a passion for the industry, so follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Torque One Racing brings us Mr. Daniel Caslu, also known as Mohead. What's up, dude? Oh, not too much, man. Just uh, out here in Southern California. Um, finished up a day here at the test track with all the guys, and um, yeah, just getting the bike washed up and at a decent stopping point, and uh, yeah, do this interview with you, and then got about another two, three hours, and get to go home. Damn, two or three more hours. See, I'm in Texas, obviously, where you're from, and it, it feels like way too late to be working another two or three hours. Yeah, no, it's that time of the year for us yeah. right now, man. Uh, you know, it's a uh, busy season, and the race trucks will be back tonight. So then we'll do uh, race bike work tomorrow. So that's where I need to make sure my practice bike's all good um, this afternoon. So that way Thursday, when he wants to uh, do some more practicing, uh, I'll have to kind of scramble then, you know. So I have to stay late, make sure the practice bike's all good, and uh focuses on the race bike tomorrow so it's kind of how it works for us uh you know over here right now currently yeah you, you guys are just nobody has any idea how busy the mechanics are um i get you got you know some of the different mechanics on fairly often and uh just all the stuff that goes into what you guys do that the re, you know the fans really don't get to see is unreal yeah yeah no i uh Growing up, I was, uh, I was a fan, and uh, still am a fan, obviously, currently, but uh, <laughs> you know, obviously race, race and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, man, I could have never told you what all goes into this. Yeah. Um, I, really, I really don't think people know until you live it. And even if you live it, uh, you know, to explain it to somebody else <laughs> is quite difficult. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot goes into it. And, uh, yeah, definitely, I'm not saying just because I'm a mechanic, but it's one of the uh, the most underrated jobs, you know, definitely, uh, you know, in my personal opinion, like we're, we work uh, the most for any buck that we earn, you know, so, but yeah. it's, uh, we all do because, because we're passionate and we love uh, motorcycles, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about your passion for motorcycle racing a little bit. Uh, you grew up in Texas with your brother, Charles, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, grew up in Houston. Yep. Um, and I've, uh, I've, all I know is motorcycles, uh, being honest with you. Like I, uh, started riding when I was three and, um, 
you know, got my first bike was like a, I think a Hannah replica, uh, <laughs> PW50, you know, with, yeah. it was yellow with, with a number one on it or something like that. Yep. Uh, and yeah, from there it's, uh, you know, it's all not a blur, but, uh, all just different memories throughout, uh, you know, the years, but they're all at a dirt bike race or, you know, some dirt bike track or, or whatever. So I raced, um, you know, myself, um, until, shoot, I was probably 12 or 13 and, uh, I was just getting on 125s. Everybody were two strokes back then. It was just as 250s were kind of getting introduced. Um, but had a good, like maybe like a rough year or so, you know, and uh, broke like my arm and you know different things. And then I had a pretty big one and broke my shoulder really bad. And um, yeah, I don't know, you know, from there it was like six months recovery. And yeah, long story short, you know, kind of happens to a lot of people you know parents went through a little financial trouble and i'm sure yeah. my medical bills did, didn't help you know <laughs> right? um yeah. but you know and with uh charles racing you know he's my older brother and uh at that time like say i'm 13 he's you know five years older than me four years just depending on what time of the year it is and uh so he's 17 18 and um you know b class turning a and uh yeah i mean he's the thing for me to do uh coming off a big injury like that and stuff was you know, work on his bikes and ride a little bit for fun because financially really couldn't afford to go get my own bikes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I wish my dad probably could have made it happen. He's that type of a guy, but you know, I didn't want to, I was, I had my wits about me enough to know the situations that were going on, you know, um, which I'm thankful enough growing up at the track and stuff, you get a lot of life experience yes. early on, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's something that, you know, it, it helped me out. But anyways, yeah, long story short, man, started working on the bikes and, um, yeah, never looked back. I mean, I bounced around for for years there. I, you know, worked for Charles for for a year or two, and uh, you know, I had a fake ID. I was <laughs> fifteen uh, or sixteen, and uh, you know, to get on the floor to be a mechanic team for insurance purposes. So, um, fake ID for that because I was underage. And um, yeah, first year I did Supercross and outdoors. Like I said, I was I think sixteen, uh, fifteen or sixteen, and. Uh, you know, then from there, I worked for uh, kid Kyle Phoenix, who is from back in the Houston area as well. Um, Kyle and my brother put together a uh, like a small privateer effort um, with Ryan Granham and Kyle Phoenix, and then my brother Charles Castle as well. And so I helped those guys out, and that was like my first real experience of like a team effort. You know, because everybody did what you know as far as mechanic wise or rider wise to help each other, and um, you know they budgeted out the whole season and had sponsors pay for the gas and you know they organized pit shirts and pit skirts and easy ups and you know and i was 16 you know and so i got a first class look at kind of how the stuff worked early on and um, good. you know went from there and uh worked for clayton miller who uh yeah. on freestone uh back in texas and um what year was that you know oh, man they all run together well, uh i i would say oh eight okay oh seven well, no. 07 uh, was the first Freestone National. Um, okay, so it would have been, man, it would have had to been 06. Cause okay. It was the, like, free, they were building, you know, Clayton had that track. Yes. You know, it was, it was own track, but it was different, you know, but they were getting it up and going. And I remember, like, I painted some light poles, you know, for Tony and, yeah, yeah. and stuff, you know, with the fencing and, you know, it was all getting going. So it must have been 06. If 07 was the first year of the National, it must have been 06. And, uh, and I was 16, you know, I didn't have a driver's license and, uh, <laughs> I drove his, I drove his rig to all the super crosses. And oh, wow. Was, um, you know, Tony Miller, who, you know, has passed away now, uh, man, he was a big impact on my life. And, uh, you know, he put a lot of like trust in, into me, you know, being, being a young kid that 
I mean, I didn't go to high school, man. <laughs> like, right. I've, I've, been, I've been dirt bike since day one, you know? So, like, I uh, I was homeschooled on race and all that stuff. I'll we'll story about that, you know? So then when I quit racing, I just stayed homeschooled and uh, traveled with my brother and stuff, you know? And um, so, anyways, looking back, man, Tony was crazy. <laughs> but uh, he believed in me, you know? And uh, I think he's more thankful for that. But that's, I've made a lot of relationships through those guys over the years, you know, because people started seeing me then. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a nice Clayton had a nice rig and nice bikes and, you know, getting a national, people knew who he was. And yeah, so anyways, it uh, opened a lot of doors from there. And um, I worked for some privateers, um, Travis and Shane Sewell, who were from back in Indiana um, for, you know, about roughly three or four years, man. And uh, that brought me into, like, my 20s or so. And, um, you know, those guys were a big eye-opener for me because they had a lot of skill on bikes, a lot of stuff that I had never seen done before. Um and I learned a lot because they were, you know, always wanting to ride, always wanting to do stuff. And, you know, it was two of them. So it was like I was working day and night and really, like, I learned, okay, this is what it takes to do this stuff, you know. And so um, – Getting those good yeah, life man. lessons. Yeah, you know. And then, like, from there, I, I bounced around. You know, I worked through the web um, for a year, um, you know, back in, in North Carolina. And uh, it's funny how the world works because, yeah. you know, you know, right, right for KTM now and, uh, you know, defending 450 Supercross champion. And I literally drove him around when he was 15 years old, getting his <laughs> permit to, to get his license. Like I helped him get hours, you know? And so That's it's, cool. uh, it's funny. It's funny how life works. But yeah. I went for and, uh, we went our own way, our own separate ways. Cause he was, um, you know, parting ways with Honda and uh, going to ride, uh, you know, for star. And he did a brief tenure with KTM there for like monster cup and stuff. So, um, it was just kind of easier for me to, to split directions, and uh, man, I left there, and um, you know, basically, <laughs> I think I had three grand, four grand saved up, and uh, I went home, you know, from North Carolina, and uh, hung out for a week or two with my folks, and um, yeah, drove to California, and rented a room for my brother, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had enough to pay for rent for basically like two or three months, and figured like, I, I mean, I had a lot of relationships, and knew a lot of people, but I didn't have a job. Like, I'm not too proud. I'll go sweep floors or do something, and eventually somebody will give me a shot. Yeah, uh, but, that's impressive. But I lucked out. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I'm lucky enough my parents instilled in me is, um, you know, you're never too good. You know, like, there's, there's no job too small. Um, you know, so, stuff like that. So, for me, I... Uh, you know, I I, uh, I went to Moto Concepts. I, I went to Star. I went to a couple other teams. Um, sat down with Dave Jallen, who was the Rockstar Suzuki team manager at the time, uh, which is actually the team I work for now, which is now involved to Rockstar at the Um But, you know, it didn't work out there at that time. And uh, I ended up getting a job at Moto Concepts, um, which was a blessing in disguise for me. Um, ended up being a big, a big uh, task task you know, by Tony Lessie over the years and stuff. And um, I built a relationship with Chris Laredo, who's Jason Anderson's mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, been, he's been Jason Anderson's mechanic for, you know, six years now or something, you know, ridiculous. And, um, you know, CeeLo and I worked four years together prior to him coming to, to Rockstar when it was Rockstar KTM for Jason. Um, you know, he left Motor Concepts and then came pretty much directly there. So, you know, we kept that friendship going and throughout our tenure in Moto Concepts, we developed a lot of respect for each other because we built our own motors. We did everything ourselves. You know, we had guys that did suspension and stuff like that, but, you know, dyno tuning, you know, ECU mapping, you know, different head, different cams, you know, different, all that stuff was, was us, you know. And that's so, all self-taught um, for you? 
Yeah, man. Wow. I'm from, like, no offense. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but like, I'm from, like, the streets. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've learned the right way, but I I learned originally maybe, like, the ghetto way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's, like, it's helped, it's helped me out, honestly, because yeah. there's times where you're racing and theory doesn't apply, you know? Like, uh, you can have all these engineers, all these people, and they're saying it does this, and you know, your, your rider or your bike is telling you something else, you know? And so like sometimes with racing and that's in motocross, supercross, formula one, NASCAR, anybody I've ever talked to, like, you know, theories go a long ways, but sometimes they're out the window, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful. I learned the way that I learned because yeah, there's been times that I struggled and, you know, it's made me a better person in the long run, but it's because I didn't know the right way, you know, but I was too scared to, to not do it or whatever, you know? So luckily enough, I've, you know, never had, you know, any, any crazy things, you know, go wrong or anything over the years. And mm-hmm. cause, I mean, that's your whole life. That's your whole livelihood. You know, if you're a mechanic and you're out there having failures left and right, people lose respect or wonder what's going on with that guy, you know, Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my job is to be perfect, you know, and I'm far from it. But like when race day comes and that stuff, like you have to be perfect. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's one of those deals, man. You know, it's all a part of it. And yeah. I come to learn it, and you know, it's it's all part of it. But yeah, man. You know, it's uh, yeah. I, where I work now has been a dream. You know, I really enjoy my time here, at Rockstar Husqvarna. I have no, you know, real real complaints about that. I mean, I had some different opportunities. You know, right last year that you know maybe I could have gone different places, but for me, it you know wasn't worth it. And um, you know, yeah, like I said, I, I enjoy my time. So plan to plan to be here you know until like we're working on dirt bikes man <laughs> oh, well yeah hopefully that's the way that'd be really cool because that's a great team and obviously bobby hewitt um you know the way he's running that team i have a lot of respect for um i want to step back for just a second we have a mutual friend obviously obviously ryan mcpherson uh skippy everybody knows skippy um he told me so he told me i need to ask you this uh that maybe at one point when you were a kid you uh considered going to acting school is that is that correct Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I just, <laughs> I, who knows, dude, I've, I've been dirt bikes forever. Okay. I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 maybe as a kid, you know, maybe is like, uh, yeah, fuck. I don't know. Maybe 12, 14. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Okay. Know. <laughs> well, he, he told me I should ask you about it. So I, I wanted to throw okay. that out there. Um, okay. and, and then I was asking, I had Dino on just a little bit ago and, uh, he said to, uh, to ask you to tell a story about, uh, at, I think it was MX of Nations. He said uh, some uh, pressure wash, <laughs> some pressure washer uh, aggression, maybe. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I man, I'm passionate about my job. Um, so for me, like, I'm not scared. Like, I, tr- I, the older I get, I try to be like politically correct, right? And that's yeah. like my downfall is I'm not that way. I'm not corporate. Like I, I try to be, Bobby tells me all the time, right. you need to conform more, you know, and that's, I appreciate Bobby. I mean, we battle from time to time. He's like my dad, you know, but he's not. <laughs> and he'll tell me sometimes, you know, like you remind me of my kid or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, but we have that relationship and he understands where I come from, man. I come from a different background. I didn't have the, the roughest upbringing, but I didn't have the best one either. You know, my parents were great people and stuff, but I was on my own a lot as a kid. You okay. Know? So. I've been rough around the edges, <laughs> and so Bobby's like, "Hey, you know, I, you, you need to conform more and different stuff." So, anyways, yeah, maybe at MXO win, uh, I don't know. I the, the, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you the exact story, but man, at those races, you know, when you pressure wash and all that stuff, you're 
in basically like no offense to the FIM or anybody, but you're in like cow stalls, you know, like yeah. they might have like, you know, concrete pad or, or, or wooden pallet or something like that for you to wash on. But everybody is stacked on top of each other, you know? So if you're washing, you're literally getting sprayed by the gentleman next to you, you know? And so it, for me, I know that that's, that was a new thing. So I know that I had a lot of built up frustration dealing with that. <laughs> um, you know, and I would definitely tell Dino about it because Man, that whole trip, next time you have Dino on, if you talk to him, you need to ask him about him putting me up at Tommy Searle's house <laughs> in, in a place with, with no heater, and it's like 25 degrees oh, out. Oh, shit, and I yeah. got no, 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 no warm water, no heater, and he's talking about, you know, I have you covered, the accommodations are dialed, like all this stuff, you know? <laughs> far from it, Dino, far from it. But I don't know. I probably sprayed somebody, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I couldn't put it up the top, top of my head, but um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it, you know? But like That's I funny. Said, sometimes, you know, Sometimes when you're in the act, uh, you, you know, stuff happens, man. Yeah. I, I, you know? <laughs> well, it's like when you ask one of the riders, dude, you almost you almost crashed in that section. They're like, what? I don't even know what you're talking about because you're in the heat of the battle. Yeah, so same for a mechanic, yeah. it sounds like. You're in the heat of the battle and you don't remember all the details. No, that's that's yeah. great, though. I probably, I think I use a different country's wash bay. You know, I'm there for <laughs> right. Great Britain, you know, like for Dean, Team UK, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. UK, whatever. And, you know, I think I probably use like Team China or something, and they ask me for their washer back, and I'm like, "Bro, you guys are trash. Like, you don't need. Let me wash my bike. Like, our guys are way better. You know, probably something like that. Like, I I'm, love it. I'm not the best. I'm not the best when I come. You sure, know? I get like, it. I'm just trying to get my job done, and I'm sorry. You know? No, that's yeah. cool, man. You're passionate, and I love it. Um, let's yeah. talk about a couple of the riders. If I have my info right, did you work for Christoph Purcell at one time? Yeah, yeah. So that's where I got hired, and uh, okay. you know, you put this, you put this thing out there. Bobby will hear this, and he'll be mad at me again. But <laughs> yeah, when I sit down, when I sat down with Bobby, he told me, "Hey, I don't think you got what it takes to work for this guy." Oh wow! And I'm like, "I'll take it. I'll take that as a challenge," you know. And basically, him and I went back and forth on a couple of things, and I told him, "Hey, look, if I do that, and I show up Monday with my toolbox, this is job mine," you know. And I already had Chris Laredo vouching for me, and and. You know, through Chris, I got to know, you know, Scuba, the team manager, crew chief now. And, uh, you know, he put a lot of faith in me early on based on, you know, Chris's words, seeing me around and stuff. And so he was basically telling Bobby, you know, this is our guy. And Bobby's like, man, I just don't see it. So, um, you know, fast forward a year or two into it, you know, Chris off departs from the team. And, yeah. uh, you know, he sent me, sent me a text message saying, hey, you know, you're hands down the best mechanic I've ever had, you know, in the United States. I really appreciate it. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I was over at Christoph's house put, putting mulch in his garden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm over there, like, feeding the cows. I mean, yeah. I love I love Christoph. You know, I had no issues. I had a great day with him. You do other? Okay. Yeah. I, yes, sir, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I had a great day with uh, with Christoph at the team. And uh, from, from there, I got Dino. And, you know, that was nothing to do with, with us or anything. Um, you know, just kind of how stuff works sometimes. And, um, yeah, you know, so that was a again another blessing in the size of my career because then I was able to uh to cross paths with Dean and uh Dean's opened up a lot of doors for me in life and um you know made friends and relationships stuff through Dean and mm-hmm. uh you know we had a great a great two year go there and uh yeah how it worked was he wasn't on the team last year and you know he had support through Rockstar Hussey going into the season but not directly on the factory team so right. I built up his bike I built him his bikes, you know, out of his garage and my garage and my work bay at night, you know, so that way I wasn't getting in trouble and I'm hiding stuff from people and, Jeez. you know, not taking stuff, but like doing stuff like that because nobody's telling me no, but nobody's telling me yes, you yeah, know, yeah. so it's like, I, uh, you know, I got him sorted and, uh, you know, yeah, he went out, you know, earned his way back onto the team, you know, so um, that, uh, that was, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, but when he was back on, it just didn't work out to where, 
you know, we got to work together again. You know, right. I was put with Mike, Michael last year and you know, Mosman, and you know, Dean wasn't on the team officially, but like I said, I was still helping him and all that. But, um, you know, we all were the team. Everybody put forth effort on, on Dean and stuff. But, um, you know, with Michael last year, man, he had one of the best years of his career, you know, and so it's not fair to a kid like Michael Young and up-and-coming and stuff for, you know, his mechanics. Because Michael and I worked together previously as well at Orangeburg KTM, which was somewhere where I stayed after, you know, I worked for Josh Hansen. Mm. Um, you know, I, I worked for KTM for, you know, basically a year there, or eight months or whatever it was. And I had Michael as an amateur racer, you know, through Mammoth, Loretta's, all that stuff. So I kind of knew his potential. And then him and I had some success and, um, you know, got his first career podium and stuff like that. So it's not fair to a kid like that for, you know, have a great year and then mechanically to go work for his buddy. Like, you know, that's not, right. that's not cool. You no, know, no. it's a respect thing, and, and I'm not trying to be known, known that way either, you know. And, and so, you know, we all basically agreed upon it, you know, without even really going down that road, you know. It was like, hey, I'll stay where I'm at, you know, just, you know, keep on chugging. So, um, Dino's got Damon, who, uh, you know, worked for um, Christoph up in Canada when Porcel went to Canada, and Dino filled in down there, you know. Uh, Damon got hired as a part of the team, and so, yeah, he's, he's got Dino now, and yeah, all is good, man. You know, I, I can't can't complain yeah you say you, you said that you know you kind of learn from the streets but you still very very clearly have a very professional uh mindset and attitude i think those two combinations of personality uh are, have made you obviously pretty successful you know i mean you've worked with a ton of riders that are you know tons of talent had a lot of success uh you've really made something out of yourself with this career that you've chosen uh, man that's that's really badass you should be proud of that yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Um, for me, it's always been a dream. Like I said, I grew up racing and riding. And, um, you know, as a kid playing with Twitter bikes in the yard, I would have never thought that anything right. like this would be possible. You know, like if, I was I was sharpieing rims, you know, on Twitter <laughs> bikes, making them black and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I build wheels for some guys that, you know, are the best racers in the world, you know. So, it's uh, you know, it's really cool and it's humbling. And, yeah, I try not to forget, you know, where I started or anything like that. That's that's for sure. And, um, yeah, no, I appreciate the kind words. And I don't know. It's one of those deals where you don't even realize kind of where you're at, you know. You just kind of put your head down and do the work. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you look up and five years have gone by. <laughs> right, and right. Older, and the older I get, the more that happens. So, But, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Very, very good. cool story. Last thing I want to ask you before I let you go is about your current rider, Michael Moseman. Um, I, I really became a big fan of his last year, getting a chance to interview him a number of times and uh, his personality and just that he's very different from your average racer, what you would think of your average racer. Um, and just talking to you, I would think you guys have a very, very different upbringing, clearly. Um, what's it like working with Moe's and uh, seeing the amount of talent this kid has? And I, I really feel like big things are coming his way. Uh, just talk about working with him a little bit. Yeah, man, I, I hope um – you know, anything positive that, that uh, Michael has coming, you know, he deserves it tenfold. Yeah, um, yeah he's <laughs> he's different, um, but in a good way. Um, you know, he's, yeah, I, I couldn't even begin to, to you know, go. Like, I, I, he's just uh, an all-around, just frank, good person. You know, he, uh, yeah, I mean, dirt bikes aren't everything to Michael. Yeah. He enjoys going to church and um, Chess. enjoys bikes. Yeah, like chess, and you know, he like you go to dinner, and he wants to ask the waitress like her name, and uh -huh. her story, and you know, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, he's a big, yeah, he's a humbling person. That's that's for sure. And um, yeah, you know, for him, he hasn't 
this season hasn't gone, in my personal opinion, kind of how it should for you know a kid like that. Like he's done every bit of preparation and you know everything he could do, you know. But it, racing's racing, and that's why we do it. There's no guarantees in racing. You know, things can go good, things can go bad, things can go mediocre, and you know, yeah, you just keep plugging along. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, the kid is ridiculously talented on the motorcycle. He's one of those kids that has like bike skill, you know. And you come across these guys and. It's no offense to like a guy like Dunge, you know, Ryan Dunge, his record speaks for itself. I mean, the dude was amazing. Like I look up to a guy like Ryan Dunge, you know, but you put him on a bike and have him go ride trails and do like brawl stuff. And, you know, a kid like Michael Mosman would outshine him, you know, but yeah. you put him on the track and Dunge two years, two years off the couch, you know, would probably smoke him, you know, no right. offense either or, but yeah, Michael's one of those kids that has ridiculous bike skill and ridiculous talent. Yeah. You know, he's a, yeah, like I said, he's just a different guy, man, you know, and that's one of the reasons I stayed with him, you know, for, for this year. And, um, you know, yeah, he's just a good dude. And, yeah, just different than the average guy. You know, all yeah. these racers, they, they, you know, they get jaded, and, and no offense to any of them, but you do this long enough, you know, it it, it, um, it comes repetitions and stuff, you know, and he's he enjoys it, and it's fresh to him, and he's young. So, for me, it's kind of lit a fire under, under my butt a little bit. Nice. Um, but, yeah, you know, outside of the stuff, like, like I said, he's, different like man he goes to church he's a good like family-oriented person and mm-hmm. that's just yeah it's just not your average motocross guy someday for most motocross guys who's on the couch after flight home but he's like racing to get to church you know or yeah yeah do some type of volunteer work or whatever it may be yep. so um you know for me it's uh it's a good thing and uh you know like i said uh, he's only scratching the surface of his potential in my personal opinion you know the kid's got ridiculous talent and um He's not scared to work, you know, that's for sure. So that's awesome. the biggest thing in this whole deal, man, is if you're just, when stuff's even going right, you got to keep working. When stuff's going wrong, you have to keep working. Like, it's just part of it, you know. So uh, that's one thing I admire about him is he always puts his best foot forward. You know, he's been knocked down the past two weeks pretty much and has uh, <laughs> yeah. kept going, you know. So, um, yeah, hopefully next couple of weeks buff out for us and, uh, you know, can keep this thing moving in the right direction and uh, hopefully get him some podiums and, you know, battle with these guys a little bit, you know, like I said, I feel like he hasn't showed what he's capable of and, um, you know, it's just been kind of crappy scenarios, you know, so hopefully he can get snacks and starts and some clean laps and be a good weekend, you know, at Anaheim or Phoenix or whatever, you know. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I wish nothing but the best for you guys. And, uh, Mohead, I know you're super busy, and I really appreciate you coming on with us this week and talking to us a little bit, and I look forward to, uh, I guess, the next race I'll be at of San Diego, and I'll swing by and say hi, but, man, thanks so much. Yep, no worries, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. All right, Daniel. Take care, bud. All right, cheers. Bye. See ya. Once again, Daniel Caslew, also known as Mohead. Uh, yeah, if you get to uh, any of these local Supercrosses and you get a chance to swing by the Husky Pits, just go by and say hi to Daniel. He's a good dude. His, you know, his brother is Charles Caslew, who works for 100% Goggles. Good family, good, good guys, uh, as always. Good industry. Uh, but we appreciate Michael or uh, Daniel coming on, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, geez, Jacob Hayes. Yeah, sorry about that. Be back with Jacob Hayes in just a moment. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 fly racing line includes the popular light hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, 
and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. For 2020, X-Brand Goggles has come on board the Moto X-Pod show. And as you guys know, X-Brand Goggles has grown into the choice goggle company for many of the top privateers in the business, including Alex Ray and Kyle Chisholm. Go to xbrand.com or email me, darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. And X-Brand brings us AJE Gas Monkeys, Jacob Hayes. What's up, dude? What up, dude? Hey, why, why am I not in the, the X-Brand, like... Dude, I run X Brand. Like, why? Why A Ray and Chisholm? Why not A Ray, Jacob Hayes, and Chiz? All right, I'm uh, I'm editing the the read right now and adding okay. Jacob Hayes, and that will be okay. fixed. Okay. All, All right. Because right. I, Man. you know, I'm, I'm you know what an X Brand. I'm out there just repping them, dude. Hell yeah, you are. You know what though? I don't need to be given <laughs> any more crap. There's, I'm getting enough crap right now from from the the pulp fans. So let's be nice to Dark Side right now, Jacob. No, no, you're great. I'm, <laughs> I'm Team Dark Side. It was just, you know, yeah. you kind of threw that in there about experiment and stuff, and I was like, huh, I wonder why I'm not in there. It was, it was more or less a question. Well, I, I kind of edited it down so I could get to you. I have a, I have a list of names, but to be honest, your name, it was written last year, and I don't think you were wearing X Brand last year. I was. What were the you heck? really? Okay, well then, <laughs> I'm putting that on Rich. Then Rich didn't. I, you know what? No, I'll take full, full responsibility. I suck. No, we'll blame it on him. Blame it on Rich. No, blame it's my Rich. fault. Damn it. I'm taking the full responsibility, and I'm apologizing to you, Jacob Hayes. Uh, thank you, sir. Probably the top finisher, honestly, in Supercross wearing X-Brand, if I go look at the results. Yeah, I, w- I would I would probably take a wild guess and say that you are correct on that. <laughs> well, let's talk about Supercross right now, man. Uh, so we got uh, 11th at uh, A1. Sixth at St. Louis, uh, massive improvement. We like that. How you feeling? What What was the improvement for yourself? Um, I was honestly blown away to get 11th and I'm one road. Not exaggerating at all. Some people may think I am, but I'm not. I, I rode three days of Supercross before Anaheim won. Um, this shoulder injury has set me back a lot. I dislocated my left shoulder and broke the top of my humerus mm-hmm. on November 9th in Australia, came home. Just, uh, they said it's going to be anywhere from four to six weeks. That's from November 9th. So, I mean, 
just do the math. That puts you right there at Anaheim 1. That's not enough time for me to get ready for A1. I can tell you that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I just um, – they, they cleared me to ride a little bit sooner than I thought, which was around Christmas time. So I just did some riding and stuff, and, and I knew I was unprepared. I, there was no hiding it. I mean, I, I didn't hide it. I'm not a big social media guy. Right. So I didn't, like, put it out there like, hey, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? But Why I, is that? I think – I don't know. It's not for any reason. I'm just, I'm not a private guy. Like, I'm, I think I'm a pretty open, fun guy. Yeah, like, yeah. At the races, but, like, on social media, I just kind of, like, I, I'm not a big, like, hey, I'm training today, or hey, I'm riding today. I just go out there and do my work, and then I show up on the weekend and, and lay the hammer down. I guess that's kind of how I, I like to do it. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess you're right. You're not putting out a bunch of, like, a bunch of, I, I want to use the word pot. You're not putting a lot of content out on social media anyway. So, yeah, you're not really hiding the negative. I can see that. But it is kind of weird. And we, we hear this story all the time about how riders like to hide the injuries. And, and it's kind of kind of weird. But, yeah, I guess you, you were pretty honest last year when you hurt your hand. And um, so, yeah, I guess I, I can. I just always wonder, though, why riders do that. Yeah, it's not for any reason on, on my side of things. Yeah. I, I can't speak for anyone else. But for me, it was just. I, I'm not big on, you know, uh, letting stuff out on, on Instagram. I just, I like Instagram. I actually love it and love posting pictures when I have stuff that I like to post. It's just, right. When I don't, I, I just don't post. So, um, no, but yeah, got ready for Anaheim 1. I knew I was behind, way behind. And I, I just went in there and I I just wanted to get myself in the main event. And yep. wherever I ended up in the main event was, was what it was. I mean, I was just happy to be there racing um and you know i went out there and, and put my head down and put myself in a good position off the start and fought fought super super hard um to get 11th a mark got me on the last lap so i was 10th so he got me for 11th um but i, I couldn't couldn't hang my head low i was just happy like i said to be there so sure moving into the next week um to get ready for st louis i knew there was there were certain things. Um, I'm still obviously learning the Husqvarna. Uh, I'm with uh, Mark Johnson, AEO suspension, so I'm, we're learning each week about the suspension. Um, yeah, just learning the bike as a whole, and I, I'm getting better each day, and I just want to keep progressing. So moving into St. Louis, I knew there was things I needed to work on fitness-wise and a little bit of uh, suspension settings. So we, we attacked a good couple days and, yeah, went to St. Louis, watched press, the track looked so sick like mm-hmm. i was pretty pretty excited to get out there saturday and got out there saturday and, and felt good um we still kind of tinkered tinkered around with a couple settings um with you know the balance of the motorcycle um i think that the bike has had more rear end traction than i initially thought it did and then when you get at the corner it has so much rear, tra- rear end traction that the front end gets light so I, i've been mm. kind of playing with the balance of things like when you get on the throttle the rear needs to be quite a bit stiffer than I originally thought it needed to be. So yeah, just just that kind of side of things. And, yeah, yeah. Think, well, go go ahead. ahead. I would say it's thing, things that normally you would have already kind of figured out preseason had you not had the injury. Right. So I'm still testing and learning and getting better. And then um, yeah, I got ready for the night show. Got a good start in the heat race, and um, I think I got fifth in the heat race. I was. I was fine with that. I felt like I rode a little bit better than I did at Anaheim. So moving to the main event, I uh, just wanted to put myself in a, in a good position and get a good start. And I did just that. Uh, a little bit of first lap carnage 
got the best of me. <laughs> right. Um, I had to roll one of the big doubles, so I uh, got a little kind of caught up with some guys, but uh, put my head down and, and started picking uh, picking them off. And yeah, it felt really good. Um, moved my moved my way up, and and then I think Craig had a problem um, somewhere around halfway, and yeah, just uh, realized I was was in six with about three minutes to go. I believe my mechanic put on the, the board P6, and I was just like, I looked up at the time, and I'm like, you you can't, like, you cannot quit. Like, I'm not yeah. allowing yourself to, like, give up and quit. You know what I mean? Like, I was tired. I was feeling it. And um, I was I just mentally told myself, okay, three minutes is about probably five more laps. So I'm like, dude, like, you can do five more laps. Like, I know they're not going to be the best five laps of your life, but you can do five more Yeah, laps. yeah. Yeah, you got to mentally so talk yourself through that. Yeah, I just held on as as hard as I could for the last five, and yeah, I came across the finish line, and six was awesome, but it was more or less um, my riding I was happy with. I felt like I was better on the motorcycle, I was more comfortable, the bike was working better for me, and just the whole team atmosphere has been great within the first two rounds, um, and we're all working really well together. I think uh, it's a good home for me, and the bike is, has proven it's got some good power with Twisted Development doing the engines. Mm-hmm. And, I'm I'm excited with our progress so far, and I just want to keep getting better each week. It, was it a big jump going from the Yamaha to the Husky? Well, I mean, or a big like a learning curve? Yeah, it's it's been. Um, I think the Husky. I love the Yamaha. And the sure, was wrong with the Yamaha, but I, I love the Husky. I love the way it corners, and also you can just hammer the thing through the whoops. And, and I'm a bit of a rever. Like, I love to let the 250 stream. So it, it suits my style because the rev limiter, like, I, I seriously, I don't, I've found it on the race bike a couple times, but not many. So that definitely helps me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm staying away from the Yamahas. I, I joke about getting one, but no, nah, man, I, I got, that's got bad mojo for me now. <laughs> so. We won't talk about it. We nope. Won't talk nope. About I'm just going to stay on the red bikes. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, so one of our super fans, uh, some guy named Daniel Blair has a question. Um, he wanted to know what your diet was like on race weekend. He's, he's asking this. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted, he told me to ask you about your diet on, uh, on the weekend. Like what's your diet like? I feel oh, like there I'm must be something, road there road must road. be something that, uh, he didn't approve of or something. I don't know, but he, he made, he told me I had to ask you about it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always, um, if anyone knows me, I'm a pretty honest guy, pretty honest. I'll shoot you straight. So yeah, I mean, Monday through Saturday is strictly, um, just cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, nothing but good, good, healthy food. Uh-huh. But then, uh, Sunday, yeah, I let loose. I mean, eat a whole pepperoni pizza to myself. I'm not <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that Daniel's just you know he's starting to put the pounds on a little bit and he's probably just a little jealous. Yeah, no, I mean he uh, he has thrown some shade at me because yeah. the first time I did it, he goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm eating pizza." What are you doing? He's like, <laughs> "Like, are you going to eat that whole thing?" And I'm like, "Yes, I am." Like, is is there something wrong? He goes, "Yeah, there is." Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't need to be doing that. I'm like, dude. What? Just let me enjoy my life right now for five minutes. So, why you got to be bringing everybody down, Daniel? I know. I'm I'm just trying to live my best life here. 
And, um, yeah, so Sunday we got back from St. Louis, and his wife works at uh, Five Window Brewery, and they, they make really good pizza. And, yeah, just he, he knows now that I'm ordering a pepperoni pizza, and no one better touch it or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Maggie, Maggie yeah. Blair, the, the brains of the whole Blair uh, empire by far. Yeah, we, just gracious manager of the whole house. I yeah. mean, without her, this place probably would be just not even standing. I believe that for, for sure. Um, <laughs> so he asked, also told me I need to ask you about, I guess after, if I had the story right, when you came out off of practice maybe, you uh, you went over to the Race Day Live uh where they where they record race day live and uh he he gave you some advice or or, or something does that sound uh, some posit some positivity did he throw some positivity at you it was, like it was zero positivity i was personally at st louis yes i qualified 12th but i was happy yeah with my riding i was happy with the motorcycle um it wasn't like at anaheim one i was like i think three seconds off like <laughs> the, the league guys you yeah know I mean? or four i think to where this weekend um i was only like a second and a half so like yes my position was 12 but i was a lot closer to the the lead pack so i was yes. happy with my riding happy with the where the bike was and i was ready to go racing so i just kind of popped in there and i was like hey man the, the bike the bike is a lot better and he just duty ringed me and i'm like i was like uh, i didn't even know what to say i was just all like, he was right beside friggin' Jeff Emick, and I was, like, a little embarrassed. Oh, uh, that's, like, that's what it is. He was with Jeff Emick, and he was trying to be cool. He definitely cool got me. I mean, yeah. uh, if anybody wants a good talk to Daniel Blair during friggin' Supercross Live, don't do it, because he's going to cool guy you. Yeah, yeah, he kind of did that to me a little bit at A1. They were recording, I think, early in the day, and I was walking around the pits, and I had my main event shirt on, you know, to to promote or, you know, show my... my uh, representation of his show and i walked over to the booth and like point at my shirt and he was like yeah yeah whatever yeah i was like huh okay yeah. let me go put my pulp mx shirt cool. on there buddy exactly just cool got you so yeah he yeah. cool got me yeah and i don't even I think he talked to me at the press conference as i think of it now i don't think he said a word to me huh jeez yeah so he he cool got me and made me feel like an idiot so i just <laughs> uh, i said i appreciate it and walk back to my rig <laughs> yeah you, so he's fired as your agent yeah, he's dude. He he's been terrible this year. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just his tips, his dietary tips, right. his training tips, his new haircut. It's all, yeah, it's not. It's not been good, man. I, I mean, he he needs to step it up. I mean, yeah. can we get like can we can we get him on at some point and, and really kind of give him a sit down and be like, dude, you really need to kind of step it up yeah we could do that you know and i in my opinion if he wants to be your agent he should have been like he should have had your pizza ready for you you shouldn't even have to like order it yourself it just should have been done yeah this is kind of a do it your do it yourself program over here yeah apparently and uh yeah we're we're trying to suffer through it and uh he says it's character building right right oh yeah that's that's a good excuse but uh all right enough (laughs) enough of this daniel blair guy um, so you've improved quite a bit. You're, you're getting used to the bike. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, what are your goals for the next couple of weeks? I mean, you, uh, you feel like you can keep making steps up. I mean, what do you need to do? I think 
um, I'm right now. I'm working on uh, during the weeks. My so when I got to A1, obviously I was just trying to go fast, mm-hmm. and then my intensity when I went started going fast, I started clipping the jumps because obviously when you get to a, a higher pace, you are going faster over the jump, so you have to have that like that intensity high pace timing on supercross. So I didn't have it the best A1, so I worked on it during the week. And it was a little bit better at St. Louis, but I'm still kind of like slow motion in certain sections that are, you know, Supercross, it's not like, hey, you're just losing this much time in this one section. It's a tenth on this jump, two tenths in this corner, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then around the whole track, it adds up. So for me, I'm working on just my intensity and, um, just trying to to bring that into my riding during the week, so on the race weekend it's more comfortable for me. And uh, I think just as I as I get more laps under my belt, it will come a little bit more naturally. And then I mean I, I'm always trying to get better. I want to want to be better, and I think it's just uh, work on my corner speed, work on you know okay. it, it's everything. I, I think you know when you get to this level and you get out there and you're riding with you know, Dylan Fernandez and Justin Cooper and, and Fortner. I mean, those dudes are, are going fast. They're going really fast. Yeah, so, everywhere. Uh, I've got a lot to work on, and I, I, I'm constantly pushing myself because I, I want to be better, and um, I, I want to be in the conversation, man. I want to be up there battling those dudes. And I, I know right now I'm not <clears throat> where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I know with some hard work, and, and I, I am putting in a lot of hard work, and I've put in – just countless hours of trying just to get caught up and I still am trying to catch up. And I think once I get caught up and, and get comfortable with where I'm at and, and get back to that pace, I think I'll, I'll be really uh, able to battle up front. Awesome. Yeah. I like the fact that you're not like trying to blow smoke up, you know, the listeners butts or whatever you're, you're saying, Hey, I have a lot to work on. And I think that's impressive because sometimes people's egos won't allow them to see that and admit that. So that's, that's good, man. Uh, I appreciate that from you. Uh, last question before you go, just the track so far. I mean, there's only been two, but as uh, just watching them, you know, watching this weekend on TV and being at A1, I, I've been pretty impressed with what the track builders have done, different options in the rhythm lanes. It seems like, you know, to me, it seems like it's been pretty cool tracks. What do you, What are your thoughts? A1 was, was tough in a weird way. It was like slow and how they kind of twist and turned it. Mm-hmm. And then you had two loop sections that led into flat corners after. So it was a bit of a different layout, but um, it it got broken down. It got ruddy. Um, so A1 was tough in, in a, a different way. And then St. Louis, I thought, was incredible, man. Just the way they – I know it didn't have a Supercross trip one. I've heard that a couple times. Like, well, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I didn't give – I don't yeah. care about that. I mean, that I don't need a triple. I want good racing, and I felt like we got it. Yeah, I thought, dude, with the two doubles, I thought the whole track was bitching, man. Yeah. I think the rhythm after the start, like, how many times in a Supercross do you see someone do something different every single lap? You yep. could go double, yep. double, triple, triple, single, or you could go uh, roll, double, triple, or you could go outside and triple. Like, there were so many different options, and, and for them to be able to do that in just one section was incredible. And then, you know, the guys on the 450 were, after the whoops, were going freaking all the way over that tabletop and triple triple which was massive right um i thought st louis's track was dope i cool. i thought it was a really good racetrack um i thought it was challenging um technical it broke down but they did a great job 
keeping it uh, keeping it well maintained throughout the day. And yeah, I thought it was, all in all it was a great racetrack. I, I hope they keep doing these um, creative rhythm sections that are there. Last year I felt like the tracks were fast to where this year the I know we've only done two, but the two that we have done the rhythms have been pretty steep. Yeah. So it's like it's like a slow mile per hour, and then that that also like has you thinking while you're riding like or when we walk the track, like, hmm, maybe we could do this rhythm section, or maybe you could do this one, and then you get out there, and all riders are, are different, so they start trying different things, and ends up being a really cool track. Yeah, I think so, and, and uh, Roxon and Zacho on Pulp last night made mention of, like, uh, I guess what you guys considered, like, the five-footers, the little five-foot jumps or whatever, that they seemed a little taller, maybe a little more peaked, and it, it does kind of seem like they're trying to slow it down a little bit. I think Daniel actually mentioned that, on his podcast that I'm no longer going to listen to that, you know, it seemed like it slowed it down a little bit and maybe was making for better racing, which if that's the case, I hope that trend continues. Yeah, I think, um, I agree. The jumps after the finish line are typically, I, they call them a three, a five, a three, a five, a three. Right. But I thought the five footers were more aggressive, uh, a lot steeper, a lot taller, um, and made it like where you had to literally get the bike up and over. Like it wasn't just like a fast, simple yeah. section. That section to go two, two, one, you could do it really slow or you could do it a fast two, two, one. So it was technical. Yeah. I like that. I, I really like that. And like I said, I hope it, I hope that continues to, tr- to be th- that way. Uh, you know, the, the tracks kind of got cookie cutter over the last few years. And I think a lot of people complain about that. I know that the dirt works, you know, they're limited. They have s- only so much space and so much dirt and they can only do what they can do. Uh, and it's really easy to backseat, be a backseat driver type of person and say, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But so far, I'm pretty impressed and um, hopefully to continue. I agree. Uh, I'm uh, I'm lucky on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jacob. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, good luck this weekend at A2. Uh, I hope to see you move up a couple spots and we're, we're always pulling for you, bud. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, anytime. It's, it's been fun to chat with you yeah. and uh, we'll we'll catch up. Absolutely. You still at Daniel's house? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm changing my oil. Okay. And my dirt bike right now. Well, tell tell Evan that Darkside said what's up. That's my little homie. Love those kids. Both his kids right. are fantastic, man. Yeah, but tell tell Evan I said what's up. Uh, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. Okay, Jacob, man. Uh, good luck uh, this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. Take care. All right. See ya, Jacob Hayes. Another good interview, man. I, I hope you guys like this. Um, you know, there's times lately. <laughs> Be all in all honesty, when when I hear some of the the haters out there, I go, man, I don't know if what we're doing is really getting anywhere. You know, if I mean, I know a few of you guys are diehard listeners, and we become friends. But when I get to do an interview like that, you know, and especially when TJ's in, I, I hate hate giving him props. So don't tell him I said this. But when he's in studio, I, I feel like we've got something special, man. With our, you know, joking with each other and some of the, the way we handle some of these interviews. Um, but I hope you guys like it, man, because doing that, talking to Jacob, you know, I really enjoyed doing that. Talking to Mohe a little bit ago, um, I, I really, when I'm doing this, I really enjoy it. But sometimes leading up to doing a show, I get a little bummed out, I guess. I'm like, man, I don't know if anybody really cares, you know. And um, I don't know. I, got, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Didn't mean to bring everybody down there. But let's let's take another commercial break. Um, and well, I, well, I still got to talk to Tyler Intonap. This show is a little bit out of order because Ty missed a call. So I'm going to talk to Tyler Intonap in just a minute. 
But when you guys listen to this, you've already probably heard it because I'm going to put it as the first interview. So I guess realistically, let's wrap this show up. Uh, once again, thank all of our sponsors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Acherbies, X-Brand Goggles, and Williams Moto Works, all taking care of us. Our patron supporters, thank you. If anybody else feels the need or want to support us, please go to patreon.com. I do believe there's a link to it on the MotoXPodShow.com on our website. Uh, yeah, feel free to help us out. Please enter to win the fly podium stand. Send us an email, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Send us a question. We will pick a couple good questions. We'll pick a winner next week. Um, so anyway, yeah, just ignore what I just said a minute ago about taking a commercial break because this is actually the end of the show once you guys listen to it. I know that makes no sense. Anyway, I'm, I'm slipping here. Guys, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>